Hello, hello. My name is Just Read, and this is my very first episode of the Just Real Moment podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited. I have been thinking about launching this podcast all year, and it took me long enough. But I am here, and I'm very, very happy. Uh, it's been something that I have thought about doing. I've always wanted to share stories. I thought about doing a blog. I thought about doing YouTube videos. None of that worked out, but this podcasting stuck, and I am excited. I had a lot of fun, and for this episode. I brought my sister Herjot, and she was the perfect start for this conversation. I hope you have a lot of fun listening to it, and because that is the point. We just want to bring positivity, bring our stories, and connect. So, without further ado, I will let you take a listen. I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi. All right, this works. Yes, (laughs) we're in business. (laughs) We're in business. Well, welcome everyone and my baby sister, Herjo, to the very first podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm going to put you in the hot seat right off the bat. (laughs) And since we, you know, are talking about stories and that's what this whole podcast is about. um, What's your story? Okay, so, well... Hello, everyone. My name is Herjot. And as Jaspreet said, I'm her younger sister. Um, That question can go in various directions. But I think (laughs) for the purpose of this podcast and knowing the powerful tool social media is, I'll choose to answer it by um, saying that I'm the outcome of two immigrant parents who migrated to America when I was just five. Uh, not knowing English well enough and immediately starting school upon this big, big transition made me into a very shy, nerdy, and timid little girl. (laughs) I had a hard time voicing my opinion on trivial topics at recess conversations with friends, but I excelled in speech and debate where I argued on pertinent global topics. Um, This made me heavily involved with Um, politics and speech and debate and I eventually worked for grassroots campaigns um, before elections for our state representatives and today I still try my best to um, stay involved and active in matters that I'm passionate about and um, long term I have this ambition to bring more diversity and inclusivity in the workplaces throughout our country and also aim to join hands with activism specifically dedicated for women empowerment initiatives. Wow, there's a lot there to unpack. So let's, <laughs> first, let's first start with the fact that we are um, immigrants. And do you remember that very first plane ride from India to America? I don't think I remember it from my own like recollection of memories but I you know your visual of it and your story of it over the years I think that's what stood in my mind I think uh, you know I remember it felt like a new world when we were Mm. walking through that gate and it felt like um, everyone was staring at us like we stood (laughs) out immediately and I think I was crying and I think you were like the big star-eyed girl that was like excited and I was I was not <laughs> that's like my 
memory of it? I don't remember you crying, but before <laughs> this whole thing, it kind of felt like all of a sudden we showed up in a airplane or airport and are ready to leave our world. It, it was kind of like the idea was not discussed with us. I mean, we were old enough to have a conversation or maybe not for that generation. But today, you know, I have three kids. I would definitely talk to them, even though they're four, three and and uh, two months old. <laughs> I would talk to them <laughs> about big changes like that. Right. But yeah. we're, a di- we're a different generation. I just remember having to go to Delhi to get our visas and not understanding why I thought it was just a vacation. And then next thing we know, we're saying goodbye to our grandparents and family and uncle, and we are at the airport. It was very confusing, but yes, you're right. I do remember feeling kind of, kind of proud to be going to America, kind of a little arrogant about it Mm -hmm. because there were other lines and other people going you know to a different city locally or nationally in India Mm -hmm. and and we are boarding a plane to America and you are you have made it if you're going to America so I do do remember feeling that but the journey afterwards up until college to say that it was smooth would be a lie it was not it was very very difficult and to, you could not fit in anymore. And I definitely fit in a lot in India. And it was a big change coming here. And being, I think I was like the only Indian kid besides you in our schools for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's my that was my experience too, for many, many years. Um, I think what you said there was few things um the fact that it wasn't discussed with us like that's hello trauma (laughs) for the future you know we would never do that with um that's just not this generation that's not how we would we would parent and um if it was talked about it must have just been you know briefly discussed that like we're doing something exciting I don't remember saying goodbye thinking it was a literal goodbye um I don't have memory of that um, as much as I hate change, I can't even imagine had I known <laughs> the change that we were about <laughs> to make. Um, and I mean, immediately it was, it was so tough. Like I didn't, we were in an English school. I mean, I was five, so I don't even know what I was learning in India, but like I didn't communicate and I went straight to school. Like that Monday you know <laughs> I didn't yeah. talk at all for days I couldn't even explain to the teacher what my name is um that was a whole <laughs> that's trauma right there man and... we haven't we haven't talked about this which is shame on us it's been over 22 decades and we haven't <laughs> talked about this experience that you had or the experience that I had I think going we were into in survival school. mode like it was to each their own and <laughs> And you, speci- <laughs> you specifically were because you had to be like, um, you know, the first one, <laughs> the first one yeah. to break yeah, all the guinea barriers. Pig. Like you were the first one to get permission for a sleepover, first child to get a phone. First Which I car, did not get. Everything, everything you got, first boyfriend, all of that then was allowed for me <laughs> once you went through it. <laughs> I didn't have to like push for my rights <laughs> like or like or like explain my rights because you know our rights are different here than they would have been in India yeah 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 so 
Yeah, that's why we never talked about it. I think we've talked about like funny scenarios, but never really like those beginning years because those were tough. Like those were tough and we were kind of mean to each other because we were both unhappy or like struggling, you know, I don't know, figure it out, cope and um, and adjust and adapt and like fit in. There's so much to there's so much that we were going through. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really a young age and not having friends is big. Yeah. I didn't have friends, I would say, until middle school. That's a long time <laughs> to not have people that you could feel rely friends. on. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have the best memory. I'm sure I had people around me. I'm always pretty social, but to call someone like a friend, like a, a person that I really trust must be middle school too no I had a lot of friends in elementary school never mind I had great friends in elementary school I think I'm still friends with some of them yeah okay I did wow nice Uh, I could only go back to middle school having friends Hmm. that I still talk to today but I don't know if it was because we were really young and we migrated or this is in general a experience of people that are immigrants. Yeah. You know, going through that lost period. It's probably more intense with a small, you know, with a small child um, who doesn't have the capacity yet to process things. So it's probably more intense for us. But I do remember trying kind of feeling lost, trying to fit in, not fitting in and lot in you know not understanding (laughs) what I can do and then of course at home you can't really talk about it because our parents are also trying they're they're going through their survival mode as well but in a double spectrum like they're trying to navigate life as um in America as Americans and then also navigate life as parents to now Americans (laughs) you know like yeah. that's a huge change it's not how they were raised so like everything that was new was new for all four of us it wasn't like whereas normally at least the parents would know because they were brought up in the yeah. same community in the same society but like it was new for all four of us like I remember having to go camping and we had like a camping checklist on the things you had to bring I was probably in elementary school so it was a young camp like camping experience and like we had to pack a specific lunch and I remember how hard it was like I didn't have trust in mom mom didn't have trust in me (laughs) like I was just like no this you're not gonna give me the right lunch and it's gonna be so embarrassing and we're already like (laughs) no I we weren't vegetarian then so um but yeah well she's trying to give you paranta no she wasn't she was actually like no I'll make you the peanut butter and jelly sandwich but I was just like mom you're not gonna make the right one (laughs) but but I just didn't believe in her and she was like reading the list like no I can make these hard-boiled eggs like I can do all of this stuff but like you know we it was just so stressful (laughs) it was so stressful because it was new I don't think she wanted to send me to camp and then yeah there was there's you went to camp for how many days I think it was only a day experience like we were going to be back at night but we just needed one lunch uh this oh, was an okay. it was like a field trip it was like a field trip but it was in a campsite like I remember we I did eventually go to camp for like a week but that might have been later I'm not I don't recollect <laughs> yeah because 
I do not remember you going in. I know I have selective memory and hearing. Yes, <laughs> but we all know that. I was like, I was like, but you did not go. The second part of what you said from your story, the you know you were a shy kid, nerdy kid, and then you kind of really got into politics. And I remember you being speech and debate and uh, making your way up the ranks there in in the debates that happen across the different schools. And then at that point, I was in high school and had to make up my decision of what I want to do yeah. in life. And I was not at all sure <laughs> the way that you were at you know a much younger age on what you wanted to do. But I was like, I don't know. And I just looked at mom and dad and thought, okay, business. <laughs> like, you know, that could probably apply anywhere. I remember you saying and- it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> back then (laughs) I haven't changed (laughs) so I was like yeah it seems like a safe thing you know I'll just go do that and plus also the whole experience of applying for school and not getting the schools and not really having the guidance Mm. because our parents didn't know I was just sort of like you know this is not going to be a great journey so let's just go with business (laughs) that's so funny because you're right we varied in that like I was so passionate from from like middle school throughout college with politics and and like wanting to go into law and you um kind of like just fell with something and then and then now look here we are with me trying to change my career (laughs) and you have just like it turned out to be your niche isn't that interesting yeah it is I don't know what that means <laughs> we can learn from each other because we've been in the other place well, no, I think right it's so just, I think it's yes of course we can always learn from each other's experiences but it's just kind of comes calls into that like sometimes we're sure of things and then sometimes we're not but like does it mean one or the other is right or wrong you know how like we're hard on hard on kids to know what their major is and what their career is going to be at freaking 18 and yeah. um and then, like, now it's, like, you don't even need to know when you're, like, like you know, 40. <laughs> you can change your career. Just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And that's, like, the truth. Nope. You really can. You can really take your time on figuring out what truly, like, adds value to your life and what feels like you're not living to work. You know, you're, wor- you're not working to live. You're living to work. Is that the same? And- <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> but 18, I agree with you, is way too young Yeah, to know what you want. And then also you can have like a counselor who's not very helpful. Mine wasn't. I wanted to actually do marketing. And he said, oh, you'll be easily replaced. You shouldn't. And I didn't. And I still think about marketing quite often, actually. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think about it often and actually have been able to do somehow just created a portion of my projects to be about marketing. <laughs> I just called I it. And... It's like, well, so, you know, well, what, yeah. what matters to you will somehow find place in your life again, you know, and maybe not the way you thought, but in another. Yeah. From another. That's true. Yeah. So, this is perfect. We've already been sprinkling in some of this um, feelings about what it means to have a sibling or have a sister. Mm. You know, at times growing up, you you mentioned this, 
we were not the nicest to each other at times because we were trying to figure our uh, place in the world, in this new world. I remember a particular story. <laughs> which <laughs> we, one? We had a... We had a time, what do you mean which one? We had a time capsule project that we had to do for an English class. I don't even know if I have it. Maybe, oh, maybe it's in. We have it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have it? It's oh, in your okay. Old, it's maybe. in your old room. Yeah. It's there? Okay. Well, I had to write down things that bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> and number one was you. <laughs> and number two was spiders. <laughs> This should be my story because, like, I was the traumatized child that was, A, now when I think of it, I was sneakily going through your things in your closet one day, which is so wrong. And That's very wrong. I didn't know you did that. Well, that's how I found it. That, I mean, you didn't tell me about this project. I found it years later, though, right? So it wasn't, like, around that time. I found it, and you must have been in college. And I, that's probably why I was going through your room. <laughs> And I called you and it was this huge thing for me. And I, I think you didn't even react. Like you didn't remember, you didn't react or you didn't have. Any I didn't just, remember writing your name. You had no like justification <laughs> or like, or like, sorry or empathy. Like there was, there was an indifference in your voice and it just like hurt me so much more. And there I was, you know, as a younger sibling, it's like cool to be like, oh, I have an older sister. She's like, she used to go to Cal High too. And like she's in college like my my sister's in, I'm gonna visit my sister in college <laughs> like you know what I mean um and I used to talk about you all the time you were my best friend you were like my person <laughs> there I was on your bug list <laughs> number one like just right before spiders <laughs> well when I look at my two daughters I see it because <laughs> the old oldest one is basically a goddess for for my younger daughter right it's she's just like I just want to be your best friend always and if they are fighting they fight very differently while the eldest one says I need space and kind of says hurtful things because probably a little bit like me (laughs) (laughs) and then she needs to like go and be alone and the younger one is not okay with space that's us they're reliving our childhood And she's like, but do you love me, sister? Do you love me, sister? And I have tried, I've been trying to talk to them on showing to them, you know, how they fight and how they process. And, and the oldest one has been like, when I am mad, I want space. And I can't believe she's just like you. She's your twin. Although it's a little bit myself and her, but in that aspect, she is you. She is me. Yeah. And it's therapeutic because it's like, oh, I didn't know how to be a good sister. Look, they're making the mistake too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't put it on you. It's both of us. You know, we were both going through like we had different expectations. Like children can communicate what they need from each other. And um, or if they can, they don't understand that. So like to you, I was naggy, like nagging. And to to me, you were uh, not present. So, yeah so like that's totally true yeah. because I wanted to find out who I was without you you were older and so you, you were in that phase whereas I was in the in the like I want you around all the time I didn't even know understand why you had to leave for college like, <laughs> for like what is this <laughs> I was like why did you make so far 
like those were <laughs> those were the different phases we were in like I think we were like normal siblings for many many years I think it took us until me post-college for us like to really develop this like this friendship and like this level of um I would say really good communication like where we under where we understand each other and our needs and like we know when we when we need advice and we know when we just want to vent and we know when we like just want each other's support or comfort and or guidance you know yeah and we respect that with each other's whatever it is we need and and we like provide it for one another like it's a really good sisterhood and so I'm sh- I'm sure our nieces will also my nieces will also you know get there like they're gonna yeah. have to live through it <laughs> we're gonna watch them live through it and we'll just try our best to to help yeah you know so they don't like have to live through each of the trauma <laughs> that we had to but but it's supposed to be messy it's supposed to be messy so that they can get to that nirvana place at least so we can true. tell them you know what we see and then ask them what they think like right now they're too young but that's a part about siblings that it's it's uh, both a really big blessing and also a big challenge because it's a mirror in so many ways yeah yes very true and I like that you said it's supposed to be messy because what isn't in life and and until you don't like see that and and take it head on and and like overcome it you like you don't really understand the essence of, of living and, you know, what you bring to this world. Like we um, thrive on human interaction and human connection. Like that is the purpose of human beings. So that's what we're ultimately looking for in one another, like sisterhood Mm -hmm. or friendships or relationships, love and, and in a family. And so that's a good full circle place to come to Mm -hmm. um, in all areas of our life. And it's a perfect segue to talk about 2020. <laughs> so before we talk about where we are today, no human okay. connection or, or connect, limited, limited yeah. human connection. When it was New Year's Eve starting 2020, what were you feeling about this year? This year, well, I mean, first of all, let's just talk about how it was 2020. So, you know, like the memes were all about mm-hmm. the clear year. This is going to bring clarity. And like, this is the year where like what matters is going to come out, which I still fully agree with, you know, like I think mm-hmm. that as hard as it's been, it's allowed everyone to put their life essentially on hold, you know, to like self-reflect um life not necessarily is on hold for people but you're kind of limited by your distractions like our daily distractions that kept us from realizing what was happening within and um all this time we all we had was like just us and our thoughts we yeah. we should um have been able to kind of self-reflect and see like what truly matters to us or or see who we really are and you know, maybe some trauma will come up or maybe some like hard moments will come up or we'll see us like anxious more, you know, or like, especially with what's happening in the world today. I think you're right that this was going to be an important year. It felt like the year of truth for sure. And I remember thinking, I mean, I had already known I was pregnant, uh, even though Mm -hmm. we hadn't announced. So for me, it was a big year. And, uh, and an important one. 
And uh, it was also an election year, but I was like, wow, a decade, you know, it's going to be key moving forward. There's going to be big change coming. That felt it very... was a hopeful year. Yes, yes. It was a hopeful yeah. New Year's uh, Eve, like super yeah. positive, right? Like, yeah, very like much. New decade, new beginning, election year, 2020. Um, yeah. 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 Now it's going to get better. <laughs> that kind of thing. But <laughs> I think that's still true because in order for things to get better, they have to get very, very mess- like messy and dirty. And you have to see it for what it is. And we have not been seeing things for what they are all these years. Yeah. And now everything is in front of our face. It's painful. And uh, and then we have to look at it, you know, in our own different homes instead of with our families. It's kind of like many years ago, I went to a 10-day meditation. And yeah. whatever you were feeling, you had to feel it alone. You couldn't feel it with other people uh, you know, you couldn't even make eye contact, even though there were about a hundred students. And I, you couldn't I went... talk at your meditation either. No. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, we can talk and we can call each other and, and things like that, but we're still restricted from what we can, um, you know, set a date ourselves with basically, right. The distractions, yeah. what we can escape into. We don't have that now. So you have to look at the mess in order to clean up the mess and, I don't think it's going to be like a quick one, like, you know, by the end of the year or the election, if that changes into a different uh, direction than the president that we've had all these years, if that is a quick fix, I don't think so. I think it'll still take time, but I, I am choosing to feel that it is still going to go in a positive direction and it's still an important decade. I completely agree. I mean, nothing is ever an easy fix. And just like we're saying the same thing, like just in our personal lives where the distractions are gone. And so we kind of had to really see what, who we are and what matters to us um, that's happening in the world with global warming and the environment and um, election year and civil rights and um, you know, all these systems that we are demanding reform in. um, all of that is coming into like, the forefront and and we're all kind of forced to realize it whether it impacted us before or not due to you know our daily life privilege and like where we lived or what we directly dealt with right so yeah all of that um we realize is important and it needs to be addressed immediately but like but ultimately even just in like a smaller when there's a smaller problem we figure out the issue and we make a plan and it's never like, okay, by tomorrow it's going to be fixed. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you put something into play and you just know the set of actions that need to be done. And that is, I think the key for 2020 Um, in our Mm -hmm. own life and in, in the world, like put it into words on like awareness First of all, awareness has been, you know, that's been the year, mid-year. It's just all awareness. And so I think now the second half, it just needs to be kind of like putting things into play and um, making a plan. And then, you know, it might be a long plan. It might be how many years it might take to help with global warming. But I think that's where we are today. Well, apparently we only have seven years <laughs> I to know. turn it around, <laughs> but we got to get it, get going on that beforehand. Yeah. 
And part of what's not helping is what we learned. I don't. I know you watched it, so Social Dilemma on Netflix. Um, yes. What we learned from there on how people can have their own reality, and that is also another awareness that we're coming up on the fact that okay, I'm actually understanding why people who don't believe in climate uh, crisis or who, you know, even a couple of months ago there was somebody the, the whole theory of earth is flat was coming up again yes people will actually believe yes <laughs> yeah. so now I understand it and I'm like okay I get why that's happening I feel bad for them <laughs> no. but <laughs> yes no I mean I feel bad for us as a as a nation first it was just kind of like oh we are so diversified now it's like the polarization is kind of through technology, like it's yeah. through the tech world. Um, and this is the first time this has ever existed because social media is very, very new. Like it's our generation yeah. and um, that it even began. It's your generation that I think Facebook began and then Instagram and so Snapchat for me. And, but like, I think the next generation, they were in the, in the documentary, they said like they started with all of social media through middle school and that is just bizarre to me Mm -hmm. to think that you were in like school school oh my god uh, like posting stories and like with the ability to like morph your face um with filters like at that time when when you're gonna then be in class with like hundreds and thousands of people and like there's bullying and then there's you know like the whole thing about being popular and fitting in and like I mean, there are immigrant kids in there. There's, like, minority kids. There's people trying to figure out who they are. Um, it's messy. It, yes. That is, the, that is the word of this podcast today. That's our main <laughs> topic. It's messy. Um, it is messy. And that's just – that was a key take that I took from the documentary. But I – you know, what the point you were making as well is, like, how it's allowed – for the diversity of, of people's opinions to remain that way. Like instead of using it as a tool to be like, Hey, I see that you tend to only watch this type of stuff. Let me give you some variation. It's actually feeding to your ignorance and allowing Mm -hmm. you to remain, um, in that, in your own bubble. Yeah. 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 And that's like mind blowing. (laughs) Like you, I, I mean, I know that I, I'd like to think I have power over my algorithm. Like if I start <laughs> changing what I'm viewing on uh, Instagram, I will hopefully only get that kind of stuff. But no, it knows me well enough to like randomly throw in something about like cute little animals because I'm such an animal lover. <laughs> and it'll bring me something about like chickens or like um, <laughs> or like yeah. cows or something and I'm like what I haven't viewed a cow video in like ages but it knows me you yeah. know it knows to to do that to me and I'm sure I'm only talking about the funny stuff but there's like there's harmful Dangerous stuff yeah yeah of course of course yeah I didn't have, get a Facebook until I was in college and at that point it was you have to have a college ID that's how it. it began right and yeah. like to think of the just what it is today yeah like, unbelievable I, I have not liked Facebook for a long time because I've missed out on people's updates since it like will only show me the ones that I like to post on uh there yeah. were so many people that had babies or gotten married and I didn't <laughs> see it <laughs> because of Facebook 
And it's kind of resulted, instead of me being connected, into friendships not being strong enough because I didn't see stuff. And I don't go on it. I still have the account. I'm kind of questioning myself why, but I have it. Mm -hmm. And, And Instagram, I think that came out when I was out of college. And I used it at first to take pictures of like the beach or something and 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 that's what it was it about out. back then it was like yeah. about food or like yeah. pretty smooth it out pictures. yeah yeah and yeah. I would I would never post I would filter it and save it and then delete it and my account was basically just uh blank <laughs> and now <laughs> what it's turned into is just it's crazy it is yeah crazy. I know I think I I was pretty big on Facebook once upon a time and then I I don't even use Facebook anymore but Instagram is definitely like my favorite social media and and like I think at the beginning of 2020 I was like oh this is wonderful like social media is helping me get the news and it's helping me (laughs) um yeah yeah, because I mean news channels have accounts and Mm -hmm. um they feed in news in like 15 seconds and that's like you know that's great or longer but you know shorter videos and it's kind of like you think you're well aware and you think you're getting all this knowledge and you're getting like people's perspectives too like you can read comments and stuff and until the social dilemma I kind of like I mean it's embarrassing now but I like kind of was like oh I'm so well aware but mm-hmm. I was only being fed the same type of things that I, I that I knew that I liked, you know, mm-hmm. or that I knew that I'd spend time on actually is how they like pick your algorithm, I guess. And so um, so like that's just that's like incredible to me <laughs> that it can yeah. like, technology can do that. Um, you can speak something into existence literally through your phone. Like I can talk about something and that is what my ads will be. Um, yeah. Like, I'll probably get so many podcast ads today or (laughs) on my phone. Um, And that's just like, that's just not how it should be. You know, like phones never had this ability. Like our world never had the ability to know what each person's likes and dislikes are. You know, like Mm -hmm. unless you voted, that was the only place where on a national spectrum, you knew like, what what you know which side of um like if you're a republican or a democrat or kind of like or who you're voting for essentially that's what people would know but today mm-hmm. this information on what we like search bar and who we which kind of profiles we like like that's being sold to other countries and that's being sold to the government that's being sold to for various like propaganda you know to begin and that that's just, I can't believe there are no raw laws and regulation for social media. Yeah. I didn't think uh, people even that built it, I mean, that's what the uh, documentary talks, talks about, thought that it, this would even be possible. But yeah, yeah, I was talking to you about this, that we have our uh, opinions or what we learn is based in science and you know reality like if you just take climate crisis for example we we do believe it's true so i was telling you at least we know we are looking at the truth but what it's led to me which i realized is i can't talk to the other side (laughs) so i feel like 
you know, I don't have the patience to talk to the other side because I have been fed my stuff for so long, right? And then yeah. part of heeding this truth is also hearing about the other side, how much they don't believe in it. So um, it doesn't matter what side you're on, whether you believe in, as an example, climate crisis or you don't, you are being divided from the other side and further apart. And it's definitely something to address in this important decade <laughs> yeah. um, and be hopeful about, I think. And, uh, and we pretty much touched on everything. And this was, I have to say, a very important conversation because we talked about things that we didn't talk about in all these years and it was a new conversation it was was a new conversation and that is the point of the podcast to just you know talk about what we have felt what we think our story is Mm -hmm. and uh, where we are today Uh, I know the pandemic has been hard for both but we're different personalities but it's been hard for us for different reasons. I'm an introvert, you're not. Um, but when I had my son, I definitely understood a lot more uh, on how you and other extroverts <laughs> have been feeling about being <laughs> locked in. So <laughs> I get it. I think, you know, we still have a few more months though, but we're going to have to find ways to make the holidays um, mm-hmm. important and and still filled with family with probably like a bunch of COVID tests for everybody or something like that. <laughs> so we can quarantine together yeah, and uh, make the most of it and not let it just be a year that we think back on being a lost year because it's not a lost year. It's not, it's not. And I think that that like a positive could be that, you know, like distance makes the heart grow fonder. And, and so it's mm-hmm. the time that we will get to be together or even just this conversation and, and, the idea of starting a podcast to start, you know, talk with your loved ones. It's, it's because that's been limited this year, you know, so it you just yeah. will not take it for granted and it will be that much more meaningful. Um, I think that's something that I am still looking forward to the holidays because I feel like it will be so special this year. Like it will probably be the most special holiday. Hopefully we'll all be able to quarantine, take COVID tests and, and spend a day together, you know, which we haven't for months. Yeah. And spend a yeah. day together. I don't think we did all year, but like earlier, I know we until March, March, we had <laughs> from March onwards or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 The last thing we did was go out on brunch <laughs> with the girls. Oh, and, I uh, then yes. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to, I was like, and then I tried to couldn't. Oh, I know brunch. Like what? What do you? What do you mean brunch? We used to do that. <laughs> I was like avocado back in the day. <laughs> I know. I mean, I learned to cook this year, so like, I've been, I've Me been too? making my brunch. You've known to cook. No, not not the way that I did after the pandemic. Well, I literally <laughs> I, didn't know a single thing, so I. I taught. Myself. You learned to bake. I learned to bake. That was a big one, and that's actually something that has I think brought us together like I like bake cookies and drop them off for the girls like that is now I am the cookie you know the cookie delivered you're the baking auntie (laughs) yeah baking auntie we gotta find you a better fun nickname versus baking auntie or aunt that bakes or something I love that they call me (laughs) musty That's true. Masi, for those who are not Indian, is what we say for aunt. Yes. I'm also their best friend. Yeah. 
but you know. <laughs> you are everything. I am everything. Well, I want to thank you, my darling sister, for this time. <laughs> I appreciate it. It just flew by. I know when we were, we were kind of talking about this, you were like, how long do you think you'll be? And I said, maybe 30. And you, you know, your jaw dropped. And we're coming up to like 40, 40 minutes. Because <laughs> so it really just We was, can talk. I know. We can talk. And I think we also haven't talked, especially since you've had um, – my nephew another kid yeah another kid <laughs> <laughs> um we haven't been able to because it's just it's been you've been busier I've been freer than ever <laughs> so um so this was like and we all know I can talk I'm a talker in the family but thank you for yeah. inviting me to do this and and like I'm so proud of you for and uh, like dedicating your time to to kind of bring more positivity um for you know your listeners your friends whoever you want to share this with and I am honored to have been your first guest oh, thank you I think this is going to be fun and that's the purpose for it to be fun and for it to just create more conversations because that's what we need yes so and thank I'm you happy to, to be back you. <laughs> anytime yes you will you will probably make more appearances <laughs> for sure <laughs> when I don't have somebody lined up I'll call you okay. <laughs> okay I'll be there so thank you and thank you everybody for listening until next time we'll see you later bye bye well I have to say we can definitely talk <laughs> but I am so happy about this podcast because I approached it like an interview at the beginning and I've known my sister for a long time but I got to know a whole lot more about her and vice versa and that is exactly what I want to be able to do in these episodes with the remaining friends that are going to come on. I've got quite a lineup for you and I plan on publishing an episode every Friday because Friday is the best day of the week. So stay tuned. Another episode will come next week. Until then, talk to you later.